everyone, welcome to Spooky Burrito. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Haz. <laughs> and I'm Jordan. Ooh, ooh. And today we are unzipping, extracting, downloading, and logging in to the simulation theory from DNA, ancestor principles, game engines, and even finding encodings in quarks. It's going to get deep, it's going to get weird. Jordan, are you ready? I am. Log me in, baby. Let's go! Imagine a world, Jordan, where every single person, every single action, and every single reaction is a mere figment of a greater program controlling everything around and everything that will ever exist to us. This theory of simulation has many facets and it's gonna take a few twists and turns. So we have to sort of presume that this theory is true going into this episode because we'll put this out at the start, won't we? You can't really prove it and you can't really disprove it. It's easier to prove it than it is to disprove it. It is, which makes this episode quite terrifying in my, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, and some of the things. This spooky season is literally an existential crisis. The fucking season. It is, it is ridiculous. Yeah, you said that before. And I was like, trapped yeah. in a back room. You want to be trapped <laughs> in a simulation? Yeah. Well, what the fuck next, Harrison? I know. I'm sorry. I mean, we'll have to go. We'll we'll do. We've got some other things planned, which are going to be more cryptid and spooky stuff. So, stick with us for this existential dread, and we'll come out of it hopefully feeling a little bit happier at the end of the episode. But we will see. <laughs> a lot of the brightest minds. Um, like we just said then, sort of point towards that it's one in a billion chance that we're not in a simulation is in compared to that we actually are in a simulation because I keep hearing this, um, this uh, analogy that if you took a dart and threw it into the millions of simulations, what's the chance you're, you're going to hit the one that isn't a simulation? If the universe is infinite, you know, as most people think that it is. And the way that our past two years of existence has gone, it kind of feels like someone's just gone into the, the code behind the universe and is just messing shit up just for a laugh, just to see. Get fucking randomized. Yeah, just like just seeing what's, what's going to happen next. I mean, just on, on the way home from work just then, I just heard that the entire country of Lebanon has no power. The, the entire country? The entire country has just gone into a blackout. Holy what? Shit. Someone's just you just pulled a plug, some coder in the back room has just tripped over a wire and pulled it out. Like I thought you meant someone in Lebanon had just walked into like an office and flicked a light switch. <laughs> it's like, oh no! <laughs> oh, the wrong switch! All the fuses pop out. No, no. Oh, I turned off all of Lebanon. <laughs> Lebanon? It's Lebanon! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done. I'm ashamed of that one, but I actually did kind of like it. No, um, I'm, I'm proud of you. Good job. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. Um, so, what do you think in terms of base reality and simulations, Jordan? Do you think... Can you explain base reality for the listeners? Uh, I don't know what the context of this is. No, it's, it's okay. Me off. Yeah, like, like we were saying before, there's such a theory that if everything's a simulation, that they would all nest from a single point. So the, the chances that we are the top level of the simulation that is going to start simulating everything underneath is like one oh, in a billion. I see. 
So, I see. Right. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So we are the starting point and we're going to simulate everything. Everything. So we are the gods in that situation. Yeah. Which I think feel to think yeah. of us like we are the gods is quite bold. And I think that's probably wrong in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's tough. I, I guess it's the it's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah. Because we're, we're getting really good at simulating stuff now. Exactly. Like we can simulate stuff really well, even in like mm -hmm. consumer electronics, like the video games, you know, everything like that. AI. Um, I I don't know. It, I'd, I'd be interested to know if it was like we are level one and we're going to simulate all the like Quargons and Blargrax or whatever. Look, Blargrax. Or if we are the simulation of one of those. Which. And they're just like, fucking look at this guy with his two legs and two arms. Yeah, thinking he's all fucking, that. And then they're like, shit, yeah, they've made computers. He, he doesn't know what it's like to have 75 arms. Yeah, Fucking loser. Being outside of the universe. Like, I think that, well, all the smarties, all the smarty peeps, the Elon Musks of the world, <laughs> all those people, they've been saying that if we reach a point where we can simulate a reality, which is complex, which we can obviously with computers and in games, there's already millions of simulations in the millions of games that exist. Once you reach that point, it becomes like exponentially real that we aren't in the base layer because we've already proved that you can do it. Yeah. We're a ways off from doing like, I guess, universe wide and you know, consciousness yeah. wide. But yeah, if we uh, if we manage it, it definitely points towards something else. It does. But there's no way to figure out, I, not that I can think of, that you could prove that you are. If there's evidence that we are, it'd have to be simulated too. Oh yeah, that's a good point. The evidence would also be simulated. It'd be tricking us on many different layers. Indeed. There's sneaky AIs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was. well, yeah, that's another thing as well that it thinks that it might be future humans that we'll get into afterwards with the ancestor principles. That's like a whole other level of fascinating. Something I wanted to touch on first in, is in terms of like, when I just mentioned nested, um, nested simulations, that starts to get into like fractals and maths and like equations, which don't really... I'm not big into equations. Like that's not that's not my jam. I, I appreciate it when they make it into like visual representations, like fractals, which I think are awesome. So it, it's fucking bullshit, man. Why does maths have to have letters in it? And imaginary numbers. You have the, the letter I, and that stands for yeah. imaginary. Which what? Oh, yeah. No. And then they're telling us that we're in a simulation because we can't understand I. <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah. There shouldn't be letters in math. Keep it, it out. Um, the reason I wanted to bring up fractals is because... Have you heard of the Mandelbrot set? Uh, no. No? Okay, so for any listeners who don't know what a fractal is, it's an ever-repeating pattern that's no matter how far you scroll in or scroll out, it's like the same pattern. It just keeps on repeating constantly, constantly. It's, and it ties sort of hand in hand with the Fibonacci sequence, which is like a replicating perfect golden ratio as you spiral in that you see actually in yeah. real things. But the most... Snails. Snail <laughs> shells, even broccoli, Fuck. all sorts. Let me say that again. Go for it. Snails. Snails. my fucking cough. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Mandelbrot set, which is probably the most famous of the fractals, which I'll, for any YouTube viewers, I'll put it on the screen so you can see what I'm talking about if you don't know is going to really, really blow your mind because if you rotate the Mandelbrot set, which is like these mathematical points into this pattern, 
along a different graph, which I'll try and upload if I can. I did put it on Twitter before. You'll find that the Mandelbrot set splits into what's called a bifur—I'm having to read my notes because these words are big—bifurcation <laughs> diagram. And the equation from this, not only does it show the rate of the human brain's neurons firing, it maps the growth of populations, and it even shows waves of chaos through bouts of steady data on its graph. Does it actually, or is that just the interpretations that people have kind of thrown on? No, it actually does. There's videos about it, like Vsauce and everything have done videos. Like you can map like but rabbits' like, breeding patterns using the Mandelbrot set. But at the same time, but <laughs> like I can, yeah. It's like when you hear something, you know, one day and then you hear it a lot the next day. Mm -hmm. Like if you humans look for patterns and they find patterns, it's like, uh, it's the whole like number, is it number 32? 23. 23. 23, that's Close enough. I got it, just backwards. Yeah. But, oh, it's, but the thing is, 20, I said 32, but that's just 23. It's 23 backwards, I know. That's crazy, we're in a simulation. <laughs> see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, you see what you I can mean? make jumps, like, you can make jumps. You can, you can, no matter what it is, you can always make jumps to things. I don't know, it probably is. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> If you really, think John? of my scientist at any point during this fucking show, there is something wrong with you. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I. it just, there's always patterns and people always make patterns out and I don't know. They do. Are we just overthinking but it? When, when, I, when I say the Mandelbrot set making patterns, I mean it's like points of data that correspond on a graph that makes the pattern. It's someone just going, oh, I'll put lines there and there. It's like, no, I, yeah. yeah. So with that, it's an actual, th I will show you it. I should have shown you before the show okay. if we had time. <laughs> yeah, it's It would have been handy to do that. Um, <laughs> I do really like the thought that each universe, if we have like multiverses, would be an entire simulation within itself with like different factors. So in, in our universe, yeah. you know, light speed is C and it's the fastest that anything can go without having mass. However, in universe 62B-3, light speed is just a little bit slower and gravity is a little bit stronger, you know, just to, and then, I don't know. I think that's, that's fucking baffling to see what could come out of it because we'd never be able to go there to find out yeah. really anyway. But that then leads into the like mandala effect. You know, when people think that they're crossing over between different universes. Yeah, I remember yeah. this one. And it's, this is yeah. something I'd like to do a full episode on itself. Like this isn't something I'm gonna to touch on a lot here. But I find that infinitely fascinating as well that consciousness might be able to drift between different simulations. Yeah. Because if people, sorry. Well, it's, or someone's like messing the situation, the not situation, the yeah, simulation yeah. up. So they're, they're writing it wrong or just making changes and then that is affecting people are still remembering it like artifacts yeah yeah that, that sort of goes into like deja vu as well like you're getting an artifact of a previous memory of a previous iteration of the universe simulation that like uh, been almost yeah. like a, a bit of a free radical piece of code that's floating around yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I could have swore I saw day. him on like, TV there's, there's pictures of people in like something? white pictures of the guy in the background wearing Ray-Bans or someone walking past in a Charlie Chaplin f uh, film on a phone and you're like, who is that person? And why do they have a mobile phone? That doesn't, you, you wouldn't have your hand to your back then for itchy sideburn, but who knows? Phone and you're like, who is that person? And why do they have a mobile phone? That doesn't, you, 
you wouldn't have yeah. hand to Yasa back then for itchy sideburn, but who knows? Um, this this might be covering up a gross ear. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be on film with this ear. Maybe. Um, I'd love that. If we managed to time travel, <laughs> we went back to that moment and the guy was just like, hey, you slap his hand away and he's got a really gross ear. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, why would you do that? You're just like, oh, the ear, the ear. <laughs> <laughs> put it back, put it back. Slaps it back on. Yeah, I, I had a quite a, a cool conversation with one of the agents who comes in my shop. And speaking of agents, that wasn't like a Matrix reference. Like he actually is an agent for a clothing <laughs> brand. Uh, shout out to Ward if you're listening, because I know you do listen sometimes to the spooky ones. I was I, um, I was mentioning that I, I like the thought, and I was playing with this this thought in, in, in my mind, that all the instances when you have a near-death experience is a point in the simulation or the multiverse where you actually die in one of the universes. However, your yeah. consciousness is a constant thing. So your consciousness always takes the route which you survive. Yeah, I thought about that a little bit, where it's like unpack every it. time you unpack would have died, you... <laughs> Sorry? I said, unpack that for me, Jordan. Let's go. Let's uh, go. I... <laughs> every time you would have died, yeah. you did. And that's kind of like... I, I think you just chalk it up to, not multiverse, like uh, branching paths. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially what multiverse I theory is. I never attributed it to the simulation and the simulation just kind of being like, no, 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 you need to be alive. Yeah, just like dusting him on this way into the next one. like. Yeah, but is it then that we stay alive until the simulation doesn't need us anymore or do we just constantly live? Like, you know how you always think when you're younger that everything is all, like, everything is life or death? Yeah. Or you will have had experiences in your life where everything seems to be life or death. Like if this goes wrong, everything goes wrong from there. Mm -hmm. Whereas it never seems to happen. Not to you. Yeah, anyway. you always have that lucky escape. So in in, exactly. in your universe, you always die at the age of 100 in your bed, in your sleep. However, yes. in that, that right. universe last Tuesday, you got mashed by that bus and you were a fucking idiot for stepping out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. You are the main character, maybe, mm. in in some situations. Yeah. Like, in this universe, you might be the main character, but in other situations, you're not. Maybe Donald Trump's the main character in this one. Oh, God, please, no. That's enough of, like, thinking the simulation might have been real when that happened. Yeah. Has, has anything ever happened? And Brexit. Yeah, that too, and all these volcanoes that are erupting. But has, has like, yeah. anything ever happened to you that's made you feel simulaic in some way? Like, whether it's just, like, a weird occurrence or... Um, not really, to be completely honest with you. No. I, I just think about it sometimes of like, am I the one? And it's like, no, clearly not. Never know. <laughs> like, I always pull myself back, just like, no, clearly fucking not. That is not the case. You could be the protagonist in your story, Jordan. You should give yourself a bit of credit. Maybe. I'm, I, uh, I am very cautious as a, per I might come across as a bit of a jeb in this show. Fair play. But I'm always <laughs> I'm nodding for listeners in case conscious. they wonder. <laughs> I, I always try my best to be very conscious of other people and things like mm -hmm. that and try my best to like help people or be nice or, you know, smile, say nice things. Because I don't feel like anyone's an AI or like an NPC. Yeah. Or if they aren't or if, if they are or not, it doesn't really matter. The outcome's still the same. I should be nice to them because that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. However, I will I, I will be nice, nice to people, person, but I also think that some people yeah. are NPCs. <laughs> well, exactly, and that's the thing is that I don't I don't see myself as a different. It's like mm -hmm. I'm most likely an NPC along with everyone else. 
So is it free will? Harris, who knows? Ah, that's, that's another part of the existentialness. Yeah. I, I had something happen the other day, actually, that made me be like, oh, that's that was very specifically strange. Um, for some reason that day, I had that joke in my head, what's brown and sticky? A stick. It's a stick. It stick? Everyone knows that yeah. joke. It's a stick. It's a classic joke. Comedy 101. Anna <laughs> um, and I was... I mentioned on the last episode that I was reading the sequel to Annihilation uh, called Authority uh, yes. by Jeff Vandermeer. And I was sat in the coffee shop in, um, in Old Trigham enjoying my, my fancy nice coffee. It was a really hot day. And I get to the end of the chapter and it ends on that joke. Oh, wow. Out, like, there's no reason. And even the main character who's on the phone to someone, the person on the phone says that joke and the main character in the book goes why would he say that and that was the end of the chapter and i was like what what just happened (laughs) i nearly threw the book down and just like tipped my coffee away and just left because nothing matters because it's all a simulation and that was like one of the points where i was like right we need to do simulation theory because that was just too weird to be just a chance and I don't know why I'd been chance. even thinking of that joke. I hadn't heard the joke anywhere. I just woke up that morning with this joke in my head. Yeah. I it's guess a shit joke. Every <laughs> coincidence could be another stemming path from yeah. the branches of life as a simulation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do think uh. that, I don't know, something that I think about quite often um is that the universe needs some kind of observer to observe it? Is it the Watcher from Marvel's What If? It could be. Who has a great voice, by the way? That the guy it's who's doing it's the, a great show. It's yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, I didn't like Star Wars Visions, the the latest episode I just watched. I'm surprised by that, but I digress away from the spooky universes. We do. Um, so whether it's like some kind of Watcher or whether it's the brains that are in it. I find that thought to be quite, again, like I said before, like quite bold. It's almost quite selfish to think that the universe only exists for us to observe it. But again, nothing really has a purpose. Like we said in the last episode, mm-hmm. nature doesn't have a purpose that we know of. It just exists for the sake of existing. Yeah, yeah, like we did we're, mention that, yeah. We're the animals that try and find reason in everything. Like yeah. no, nothing else gives a shit. Yeah, things it's would be us. regardless of whether they matter or not. Um, yeah, that's th- it. There was we, actually we are the ones that care. Nothing else cares. Yeah, I, I read a scary thing that was about more to do with like biology and DNA, which, like I mentioned at the start of the episode, to do with this. That there's some scientists that have managed to encode a computer virus in DNA chains. Okay. Because essentially, when you get down to the core of what living things are, they are points of data they are zeros and ones and, you know in our dna chain for i don't know if you know jordan or if listeners don't know this there's only uh the, the four but like base pairs the in dna there's just at and cg that's it and c can only match to g and a can only match to, to t and it's just on which side of the dna chain and then you get a block of it and that makes a section of dna chain that makes a gene that does something so what they've managed to do is they encoded this, well, zeros and ones basically into a DNA chain using the the ATCG. I actually don't think it was a human DNA that they used. And they managed to hack, 
I they hacked a not. computer using DNA. They made a virus that could be That's read weird. by technology from something biological. This is not going to end well for us, is it? As no, a, probably not. But it's going to be a great ride along the way. We're going to see oh, some crazy shit. Like we said, <laughs> Lebanon's not going to have any power right now. Just like, that shit's crazy. Yeah. That shit and cray. Seems weird. I, yeah. I've got a question for you. Question away. Do you think that humans as a whole are interesting enough for higher life forms to bother looking at, or do they just kind of leave it running in the background? Well, that, that, I mean, I'm really glad you brought that up. I'm really, really glad you brought that up because that sort of falls into the line of whether we're here to observe it or experience it. I think that we could be some fucking cosmic anxious algae on a rock orbiting a star that just is a byproduct of a universe being created. The universe wasn't created yeah. for us. It was just created to see what would happen in a big Petri dish somewhere. And then some, yeah. whether, it, I mean, that's the thing. It might not even be that it's been created by a person or... It might be that they've got variations of different species so far away from each other within the universe. They'll never meet, but they want to see how they react under different environment conditions. And that's why the like universe expands to make sure that we don't interact. Perfectly in place for where we could thrive exactly. as a world. We are, we are. It's like, I, at the same point, I think, it, it, I think it's random chance. Mm-hmm. Other people would say it's God, and other people would say it's, you know, a simulation. But would the God and the simulation be the same thing? Well, that's that's what I was going to bring up, and that kind of gets into philosophy, that I think people personify a God or a creator too much. I I I don't really... I can't, you, you People know I don't follow religion, but I would see God as <laughs> a point don't in follow, time. I've only read, like, half the first book. Yeah, I got a bit bored halfway through. Um, <laughs> once they killed Spoilers. off Jesus, I was a bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> Spoilers, man. <laughs> sorry, dude. Yeah, I, I think it, God would be more of an action or an instance of something happening than a personification. So whether yeah. God is the Big Bang or the point in which the primordial goo spat out amino acids that just corresponded to proteins to make some form of singular cellular life, that could be defined as God in a way. So with the simulation... Would it be more or less comforting to you if we were in a si- simulation or not? Which would you take more comfort in? If you knew for a fact, like some news came out tomorrow, like a big fucking command prompt box came up on the screen yeah. and said, you are in a simulation. Don't panic. Um, everyone, <laughs> you know, fucking good luck, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I think I'd actually be more comforted knowing that I was in a simulation. Because if you think about it in that aspect, if it wasn't a simulation, things can keep going wrong until they just keep going wrong. Whereas if you're in a simulation, you could hope that the person running it would go, I could feel kind of bad now, better make it good. And just like, there's always the chance it might go well, you know? What if it's just like literally next week it came up on a big screen, you're in a simulation, um, it's going to continue to randomize, no one's monitoring this. That's more scary. Yeah, but but you are no worse or better off than you were previously. No, no, because all you have random. now is the knowledge that it's random. It's you know, it is what it is. Yeah, maybe that is less scary. No, I. 
I don't know. It doesn't. The thing is, it doesn't change. No, no, anything. it doesn't change anything. That that's the interesting thing about this. I guess it's a thought experiment, really, of an episode when you when you get down to it. I know that there's some like NASA scientists that are trying to prove that the the universe. Well, they're, they're trying to come up with a way to find that the universe is a simulation, and the way that they're doing it is like with games when you have like a culling point. So in in games, people it people might know you have like the fog of war so the computer doesn't have to render so far ahead or it only renders what's in front of the character that you see from the camera and everything behind you is not rendered so right now what me and have you ever seen the back of your head i can nearly see it on the camera <laughs> that's the thing just i'll just go to the barbers just to yeah check. just to check it's still I, I only get my hair cut so he can tell me with that mirror just to see if it's the real universe me. yeah Oh, thank God, I'm still alright. I'm still real. I, I, I don't think that is a way to work it though. Like, I'm, I'm seeing what I've written down about it just to see what I've mentioned. I feel like surely, if it's processing all of this and it's been processing for billions of years in our time, yeah. surely it's got enough resources for it to not bother. Well, that's the thing. It's not like they. It's not like they can just keep spawning fucking cars like in Grand Theft Auto until the game bugs. Oh, enough. watermelons in my house like in Skyrim. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I I don't think of it like it's a computer though. Like again, with the personification of like a god, like we mentioned then, I don't think there is a computer with a motherboard, a CPU, and a GPU on fire like mine is right now, with someone running things. I think the entire universe itself, if it's a simulation, is the computer. So in that aspect, it's not a physical thing made of metal with a plastic box around it that's running it. The entire universe itself is the simulation that's running. But that means... So you're just describing life now. Yeah. So I, it could be a simulation, but it's the atomic particles. Like, people know that so, quantum... But by that extension, everything is just a simulation anyway, but a, a biological one opposed to a technical... Like a... Mechanical one, I suppose. Yeah, well, I, w I wouldn't call it biological because once you get so small to like quantum bits, that's when it's not biological. It's, it is just a proton or an electron being here or there, so it's on or off. So in a way, it is yeah. a simulation if you think about it like that. But it's down to like the granularity yeah. of like space-time itself. It's not, it's not a computer that's turning a wire on or off, you know? I, I see simulation as literally like we simulate yeah. things like with computers nowadays i don't i think i kind of get where you're coming from i might need you to elaborate a mm -hmm. bit more shortly but yeah I, I don't i see it as that because that's the only kind of simulation we really have yeah so we're like like we're matching it and making an approximation for something that we know yeah so we're simulating life as we know mm -hmm. it or similar to based on you know whatever requirements you want the video game exactly to have or whatever parameters you put in for if you want to simulate, um, like, robots learning how to play a video game. Yeah, yeah, which obviously we do have AI that is, like, it's doing that. We've seen AI that is... Playing hide-and-seek. Yeah, and seek or, stuff. like, learnt to play the first level of Mario. They had AI doing it, didn't they, where they just kept running the simulation, it was running down holes until it figured out it could jump and then get over enemies, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I actually found a, a really cool comment on Reddit when I was reading through the... Um, the simulation theory Reddit. This is posted by Sir Ewok. And he said, in video games, there is a max speed limit at which you can travel before you overwhelm the servers trying to load or generate the game. What if the speed of light in real life 
is exactly the same. So whatever is rendering our universe can't render faster than the speed of light. So it has to set a speed limit. Because why would there be a speed limit? Maybe. Like, that kind of doesn't make sense in itself, but... I don't think... It's not necessarily a speed limit, though, is mm. it? It's just a difficult speed to get to. Because you need just infinite because, mass. Just yeah. because something... Just because something can we've only observed travels at the speed of light doesn't mean there's not something we haven't observed that does move faster than the speed of light. Yes, but to accelerate to the speed of light is the impossible thing. It, again, we might uh, just not have found it. It might just be that yeah, yeah, no, there's there, something on another definitely. plane of existence that we can't see or feel. It could be. Yeah, well, like dark matter, they think that exists and they can see its effect, but they've still never seen it. Yeah, They don't know... Too dark. What the fuck it is, but it's there. Too too dark. Need torches. Space torches, that's what we need. Yeah, space force. Oh, no, no, that's another Sp Trump thing. No, not that. <laughs> not, not Trump again. No, no, no. <laughs> Wrong simulation. Push that out. <laughs> Close down. Close down. Erase. Uh, th that actually led me to quite a scary thought that I wonder what the universe will be with fully loaded or fully loaded. The universe too fully loaded. It's <laughs> just Minecraft where you just put down loads of TNT. And just blow it up just to see Well, no, that's what the big crunch or the big snap is. That's the the opposite to the big bang. Once it The big snap's Thanos. Big snap. Well, yeah. Well, that's kind of halving the universe, <laughs> isn't it? I suppose it's kind of a simulation. I suppose. These uh yeah. no, I guess. Have you heard of the Planck length? Uh yes, I actually yeah? have, yeah. Do you want to tell the listeners I what it is? I if you remember what it is. I don't know if I can explain it, is the issue. I've heard it's, of it. The, the, the reason I wanted to bring it up in this is because it's essentially our world's pixel. It's a, a pixel of reality. It's the smallest measurable distance that you have. And that, again, seems to point towards simulation, that it could have a small enough point that it could be the tiniest thing that makes things up. Because you'd think, like fractals, it would be infinite. Like, it would, you know, you'd have particles, which then go to atoms, which then go to quarks, which then... And it, it, you'd think it would just keep on going and going and going all the way down. Because when you look at things like, um, well, look at solar systems, that's kind of like a giant electron and atom, like with the whole rotation around it kind of thing. Again, we're, we're drawing uh, parallels to things. Exactly. Because which might not be. Yeah, exactly. It might just not work like yeah. that. But we don't know. There might be smaller things than anything than else. Anything else. It, might, it might just keep going. I mean... A Planck length, I'll give you listeners a bit of a context of how small this actually is. You're a Planck length. You fucking Planck length. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so going to use that as an insult. Do it, do it, man. Uh, a proton is 100 million trillion times larger than a Planck length. Damn. Proton, which is way smaller than an atom, way smaller than a particle, smaller than a molecule, way smaller than a... Like, just so far down. And they even have like Planck time, which is 10 to the minus 44 seconds, which is the smallest measured part of time is a zeptosecond, which is fucking cool of a name. But it I don't is. know how they measured that. Invader zeptosecond. A really small chess. Yeah, I, I guess, do we have anything that we could, like, any instruments where we could actually measure anything smaller than a uh, Planck? No, because it's the, the, the size at which they think a singularity is. It's the point where dimensions, time, physics don't matter. So three dimensions collapse to a point where it's 
a one-dimensional point. It's like a pinprick in the universe. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that something that would be is that something that would be programmed into the simulation? Or if we could actually get it so it just didn't matter, physics and everything like that. Any simulations we can make, the physics are part of it. You can't separate them. They are part... When that game mm -hmm. is released, or the simulation is made, and it's running, you can't just turn it all No, off. no, you can't. It is yeah. all in there. So if we manage to figure out where those pinpricks are and get, you know, do mm -hmm. anything with it, Surely that would disprove, unless they've programmed it yeah, in, well, that's I guess. Yeah, well, that's if you're thinking that the simulation is like a modern game that's connected to the internet. The simulation might be a Game Boy game yeah. that once it's released, you can't change it. They just have to let it go. You know, it's out. Yeah. You can't, there's no patches. It's a retro game. This is a retro universe we're yeah. in. No updates. No patches. Retroverse. Retroverse. Which is a good name. I like that name. No worries, Thank you. That was a completely unintentional <laughs> thing I did. I mean, it's it sort of like ties in with the computer stuff like that of how powerful a computer would have to be to even run the simulation. Like, think about yeah. how how many GPUs would you need to run a simulation for our kind of universes? I don't know. I don't even. You don't even need a graphical interface for it, so you don't even need GPUs. You can just use CPUs. CPUs. <laughs> That's what aliens call them. CPUs. Uh, the CPU. Uh, something more like fucking Borat. It did a bit, yeah. So, yeah, you, you don't have to have... The, the graphics are just there to show us in a user-friendly way how to do it. It's just there to convert, convert those numbers to video to show us. It's just human-friendly. Yeah. You don't even need that. You can just run it as numbers and then pull out a report mm. based on numbers that's that's quite a cool thought that you've just sort of touched on because it's all just data it's just how the you could still play the witcher without a screen <laughs> it, it's the, everything would still be there it, it's just different values and then it just converts those values into something we know how to read yeah because it's our brains that are doing the computational factor there really because what we see isn't exactly what the world is we see a representation yeah. of what it is. You know, a, a table and a chair and a camera might look solid to us, but it's because we can't see the spaces between the particles that are holding it together. Because everything yeah. is full of holes at the end of the day, like particles are space. And it's just the resistance that we feel. Like when yeah. you put your fingers together, when you, this is going to make you feel really lonely, when you hold hands with someone or hug someone, actually touching them, you're feeling the atomic resistance between your cells. There is a song called Infin uh, Infinitesimal by Mother Mother. Yeah. Um, and one of the lines is, um, if you think something might come to blows, just so you know, it can't, it won't because it can't, bro. Whoa, okay. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's a pretty good song. It's funny. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the um, the brain in a vat theory that like, it's it's your brain in a in a pot somewhere and everything is just simulated yeah. to you. Uh could be or your brain's just like you're just in a coma and you're making stuff up yeah. in your brain. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you'd fake the simulation the sorry, the not simulation, the sensation of everything happening around you. I'd imagine you'll need a nervous system for that. But we might have a nervous system. 
We might just be in a jar like in the Matrix. Well, yeah, because if you think about it, like Big old when, jar. when you're dreaming, you feel things. Like I felt pain in a dream. You know, you can feel a sensation yeah. that's because ev everything is a response. Same, but I'd fallen out of bed yeah. and woke up. <laughs> Did that falling thing where gravity suddenly goes weird and you're just like, ah! it's just for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's nothing worse. I fucking, I hate that when you're sleeping. You're like, oh, this is nice. And you like step off of a curb and you feel like you're, you're just that drop and you go, oh, fuck me. And you wake I, up. I bet that is Gwagnark outside the simulation. Just going to go, I'm just going to turn gravity on for this guy. <laughs> then you, ah! uh, no, I reckon it's Gragnog walking past and he bumps his fucking pinky toe. Oh, on your, on on your vat table. and your brain shakes. Where, where the, yeah, he's like, ah, fuck, in his lab coat. He's like, how's the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it could be that. And at the end of the day, there's no way to prove that it isn't that. Um, no, there's not. No, I know that there's a scientist called... Or in um, one simulation, that might be the exact thing that happened. Yeah, in that simulation. Well, technically because everything's infinite from what we know, that has happened or will happen at some, at some point. point. Yeah, in the infinite universe. And he will make the exact noises. I he make. will, yeah. In one, he'll, he'll say one thing. One thing, he'll say parsnip. But in that one, he'll say what exactly you just said. I have no idea how to make that noise again. Nope. You might need to play I'll, I'll it, just play it back. It's like, how's the I'll just go back. I've got a sound clip. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a scientist called Nick Bostrom, who is a, a Swedish-born philosopher, I know, uh, at the University of Oxford, known for his work on <laughs> existential risk, uh, the, <laughs> the anthropic principle, human enhancement ethics, superintelligence risks, and the reversal test, which I didn't do any research on that, but it sounds interesting. I'll let you know what that's going to be. That's the one where you got a park in it. Yeah, maybe. you got a, a real close. Oh, par no, sorry, parallel. parallel. Never, Never mind. mind. Uh, he, he seems to suggest <laughs> that it'd be cheaper computationally to run a simulated brain itself inside of a simulation rather than to run a simulation like a VR headset or a VAT to a brain that would be biological. So that even the brain itself would be inside the simulation, which tries to debunk the brain in the VAT. Um, which is kind of terrifying. And the reason I brought up that, I have no mouth, I must scream earlier. That is kind of that, isn't it? It's an AI that is keeping humans alive, isn't it? It keeps them alive to fuck yeah, them, basically. Yeah, which yeah. you can get on Steam. Kills yeah, them which is again. proper messed up. And that kind of calls into like solipsism, which Ross mentioned in the Discord. If anyone wants to join the Discord, the link's in the, in the description. In the, the theory that it's only you that exists just to observe the universe. And by that, I'm meaning, I'm talking to you, listener, you have to wake up, you're in a coma. Moving on from that. Oh, man. That's, you're going to freak someone <laughs> I out. I know, yeah. I wasn't going to comment on it, just you have to wake up and then just go on to the next bit. <laughs> yeah. Just play it and then just like, no, we never said that. Yeah. And yeah. then go for the entire like mandala effect. Mandala effects. Re-upload the episode without that. And then they just freak yeah, they, out. Oh, that would be horrible. That was such a cruel oh, joke. That would be genius. It is, yeah. Um... This this is like what led me to the computational thing, and that was why I added it to the notes because I wanted to make sure that I brought it up, because I I jumped into the idea from that that it may be that the the brains themselves either they're biological or that they are you know sort of like in the Matrix where it's like loads of things in vats that are all connected together to form like a network, or whether all the brains are simulated in the computer itself. That's what's doing the computational power. So it's almost like it's a blockchain, which is real fucking crazy because every brain in the blockchain is updating 
the simulation to quantify it. Let me get this straight then. So you're simulating a brain, yeah. so the brain can simulate. Yes. Things. Again, with the nested analogy. But surely, surely though, if you look at the like, is it the laws of thermodynamics mm. where you can't create or destroy energy? You know, yeah. you, you've always got. You're never going to get more out than you put in. Usually, you, you get less. How, how does that? Work? Well, the thing is, it's the universe doing the computation. So that is everything. But, <laughs> but what if we tried to do that? Surely we'd be able to follow on from the same rules of that. Possibly. So if we tried to simulate mm -hmm. a brain, and then we tried to get that brain to simulate something else, it, it could never simulate more than itself. You wouldn't think so. It could never sim. It could never simulate more than the simulations putting into it, because that's not how energy works. Yeah, but the universe itself is the entire energy. But then, why does it need to simulate a brain? Because it's already got the simulation power. It does. It seems you, like simulation with extra. Yeah, steps. you can just go around in circles. You can. But what I, f I find super interesting about that and like that sort of train of thought is that we are made of atoms which are of yes. the universe, like we just said, and... Prove it. I, I can't. I'm, I'm just, for <laughs> listeners, I'm just tapping my face. Like I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was hoping you'd do something Yeah, like no that. worries, Thank man. You. I got you back. So, like, in turn, <laughs> we are the atoms which are the universe's ones and zeros. We are the, the, we're the, the bits of the universe. We're the quantum bits. Comprehending what the universe actually is... So we're the universe comprehending itself. Isn't that huh. fucking weird? We are the universe figuring out what the universe is. Yeah, it is. It we're is the crazy. simulation simulating, However, or the simulation trying to figure out what the simulation is. And our brains are the, the bits of the CPU. It, think about how happy like cats are like every day. Oh, I know, great. They don't have to fucking think about this. No. Why do we question this? You know what I mean? I, I'm wondering, like, some fucking caveman deciding that he was cold one day and starting a fire meant that, like, if you, I had to battle fucking 18 hours a day with XL. <laughs> you know, like, fucking, I don't want to be jousting with XL. No. You know, no. fucking leave it alone, caveman. Put that fire out. Let me be. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Carry on eating cold food. Stay, yeah. Stay in your lane, beat a fucking, I don't know, zebra. To, I don't, they probably had a genus of zebra back then. Probably. To death, eat it, then fucking stop. Just go back in time and beat the shit out of him. Like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> well, that that's actually quite interesting because we're going to go on to the ancestor principle now, which is the theory that the simulation is running by post-humans, beings of the future that want to know what happened... <laughs> Sorry, they all they all like they post all like Malone. Post Malone. They've all got great tattoos and grills. Um, they want to know what happened. Like either something got fucked up, or an instance of something happened where energy changed for some reason, and they're going back to find out why. They want to know what's causing something to happen in the future. And if you run infinite simulations, like they might be doing to a certain point, you will eventually find that infinite monkey typing out Shakespeare somewhere. If you've got enough time to run infinite simulations, yeah. and if a, if a, if a post-human exists outside of the universe, there's no reason to say that they exist within time constraints, at least not our time constraints.
So infinite to us might be a week to Gremdor six. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Like, I'm wondering if they do that, and then, like with us, we notice that in history we've just mm-hmm. kind of like exponentially got smarter. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have smartphones and the internet and computers and blah, blah, blah. I wonder if they just kind of went, this is taking ages. Should we just speed it up a bit? Yeah, just see what it is. Yeah. But even then, Mm. they might be messing with the outcome. Or they're they're guessing what we have. They're like, right, on our planet, we had phones. So let's put a phone in there, see what they do with it. If they use it right, they use it right. Shit, they've made Facebook. They They have not used it right. (laughs) Yeah. Get it gone. Turn Turn it it off. off. We can't. We can't. (laughs) We've managed to switch Lebanon off, but the rest is still on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting it into maintenance mode. I'm just waiting for it to drain. Oh, shit. Wait. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp were all down the other day as well. That's made they just like flick a restart switch. Hell yeah. Well, it was, it was a nice break, to be fair. It was, yeah. It really I think was. I'm going to do the same as you and get off, get off Facebook. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. I just, bag of shit. just try not to use it. it. This kind of does pull in the theory of like alien abductions as well, I suppose. If you look at it, that it's their future humans outside. Because like, a lot of people do think aliens are future humans. Like That's one of the, the theories that they're trying to experiment on us to find out something. Are you one of those people, Harrison? I'm one of those. I've never been experimented on without prior knowledge. As far as I'm aware. No, I meant, are you one of those people who thinks that an alien is a future Oh, human? right. Not have you been probed? Once or twice, but that's besides the point. Um, no, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I think they're future humans. I don't know where I stand on the whole alien debate. I, I, I can't say that I don't think they exist. I just don't know if they've been here. Do you know? Yeah. I, I'm in the camp of... With the size of the universe... The Fermi Paradox. And, yeah, it, for anyone who doesn't know, with the size of the universe, there's only... I'm just throwing a light yeah. around. Lighter uh, for scale. <laughs> yeah. With the size of the universe, there's only so many ways that the particles that we have, um, like the planks... They're all the planks. Plank, plank yeah. lengths. There's only so many ways that they can stack up within a space, like a meter square, mm-hmm. let's say. Like, there are only so many variations. If you crush me into a meter square, if you change those atoms around, it's going to end up at me again somehow. Yeah, eventually it will end up as you. Yeah, yeah eventually. It might take a while. But with the size of the universe, it's like what? Like, we're some so many Googleplexes? Uh, what is it 97 million light years across or something? The, yeah, the observable or whatever. Yeah. So with that knowledge and with the amount of times that all these protons, neutrons, mm-hmm. whatever can be squished together in some way and repeated there is definitely another me out there somewhere the universe is that vast so by that logic there has to be aliens i'm not saying like aliens are coming down here and fucking my wife or whatever but i'm (laughs) saying oddly specific john (laughs) yeah i don't have a wife not in this universe you don't not if you keep acting like that no (laughs) um but i'm just saying like yeah somewhere out there there has to be like, I'm not saying that anything weird is going on. I'm not a conspiracy theorist about it. I'm just saying, like, mathematically, there has to be aliens yeah, out there. Yeah. And chances are there'll be an exact replica of me and has mm-hmm. somewhere. Except we'll be on the other side of the screens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd weird, be weird. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I agree completely with that. I don't... 
I know people have seen weird shit, and I know all this stuff like UFOs that they're calling them now, they think might be off Earth. UAPs? UAPs, yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomena. <laughs> I think you have uh, unidentified age pensioners. <laughs> yeah, well, those two, they're kind of creepy. They, they, <laughs> they mess me up. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I think that aliens must exist somewhere in the universe. I mean, it makes me sad that 87%, I think it is, of the universe is beyond the cosmic horizon. So even if we flew at the speed of light, which we, we can't do, we'd never be able to reach it because everything is moving away from itself. And that pulls into question the whole thing with the universe. And that's like such a big, <laughs> big statement. The whole thing with the universe is that parts of it, or if all of it, are expanding faster than the speed of light, which doesn't make sense when you make the law that nothing can move faster than the speed of light except the universe itself. Yeah, it's hacks, if anything. That is God mode, and that shouldn't be allowed, in my opinion. I I have a question for you. Question away. And I think you'll like this question. Okay. So are you aware of what the great filter is? Yes. Yes. Got it. Do you want to very quickly explain it? No, I want you to. Okay. So the great filter is... Basically, for, for ourselves, it'd be whatever kills humanity. Mm -hmm. It'll be the great filter that stops us carrying on. Yeah. So it could be that the simulation that we may be living in is aliens checking how we'd get over a great filter. Yes, which we're coming up the to a lot of is, <laughs> Yeah, we have. Yeah. But the thing is, we need to know as a species, especially if we just want to carry on going if we're not in a simulation... Mm -hmm. We, if we knew something very simple, like, are we past our great filter or are we still waiting to hit it? I mean, at the rate That's that 2020 and 2021 have gone, this coffee filter is getting pretty soggy. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> it's going to change it. It's going to tear at some point, you know. We might have to invest yeah, in one of those uh, stainless steel coffee filters so we don't have to keep going through yeah, these. Apparently, not as good. Not as good. I will attest. Oh, right. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. I was just but yeah, that's, that's always something that I find really interesting. Uh, Kurt Sagast have great videos on that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. But I'd imagine that'd be a front runner for a good reason of why someone would be simulating. Can you think of any yeah. other reason why someone would want to be simulating us? Like why they'd want to do it? I mean, I don't know really what you could get. Well, it, let's say like the great filter. Yeah. That's not a bad shout. No, because it's not. It's like, well, that means. They're, they're trying to figure something out and they want to see if we can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's like the, the ancestor principle, really, isn't it? It's trying to see what yeah. what would happen. I don't think that there's anything... This sounds really morbid, but I don't think there's anything that we could offer future civilizations I, other than morbid curiosity, just to see... I, I see it as like a kid with an ant's nest. It's like driving... driving past the car crash, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, You just just to see what happens. Like, I don't think... There's a really interesting analogy that why would humans stop to see what ants are doing in an ant's nest or what wasps are doing in a wasp nest? You wouldn't even pay attention to it most of the time. So why would a, a being that is, uh, well, a being or beings, whether it's uh, like a race of aliens or one overall supermind, whatever it is, why would it care what such small beings are doing? And that was why I was saying that we're like the algae on a random planet. Like, we're just by chance. Yeah. Unless it's just because 
we are we always see these minuscule things and we just think they're normal. Mm. There's nothing saying that they see things like us all the time. We could be an anomaly to them, or it might just be that they're super young and like a kid. Kids always look at stuff like that and are like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's come home to his parents. Mom, I found some humans. <laughs> yeah. Can we yeah. keep No, them, please. Like, no. They'll get yeah. everywhere. If they ever leave that planet, you're going to be in big trouble. So then he has to keep us on Earth. And that's why we've never been anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. You better set it's a speed like, limit. You better set them, set them a speed of light. I don't want them getting across the yeah. living room carpet. <laughs> Balls of light talking yeah, to yeah. each other. Well, they could be. I just think it's, it is super interesting. But at the same time, it is, when you look at the scope of yeah. it, it is monumentally depressing or like just brain melting it is because yeah. you we don't know if it's true or not the only thing we can do is carry on as we always have which is what we do if we found out it was a simulation mm -hmm. the, nothing would change no no but no. still it adds that level of depression to it because one we don't know and two we care for some reason when we really shouldn't yeah i, I think that, there's no reason for us to i care. think that if if it turned out that we were in a simulation all it does is open up more questions. Because before you were thinking, okay, what created the universe? It was probably the Big Bang, which most it seems like it is that's the creation of the universe. There's nothing beyond it. Either the universe is infinite or it's curved. So once you get to the edge, eventually you end up back where you started. You just like go around it or... Just like the Earth being flat. Exactly. <laughs> or some people think the universe is saddle-shaped for some reason. I've never, I'm not sure why they think it's saddle shaped, but apparently Early it might be. On the back of a giant turtle. Exactly. Yes. Uh, I don't actually maturing. think the earth is flat. No, no, just to clarify, we don't. So if it's, an, it's a simulation, so it, 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 it could be. More questions of who started the simulation? How is the simulation being run? Why did they run the simulation? It just it spirals out of control when you start to get into those questions. At what point do we just stop asking questions like that? What, and just live? I, I don't think we ever will. No, because that's inherently human. Do you go through certain things in your life where you spend so much time working on something or thinking about something, and you're just like, why? The, I don't actually give a shit, and you just stop. And Ma you're like, you yeah. feel better for it. You know what I mean? Mainly eating. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we should stop. I'm just saying I wonder if we're going to get to a point as a civilization where we're just like, fucking no. Fucking <laughs> like, no. Like, we're just jumping through hoops for some, like invisible thing that we know nothing about or gods that we can't prove exist or science mm -hmm. that we just can't be bothered with and what yeah. do you reckon we're just going to get to a point where there's like it's just fucking let's just become an orgy planet and just get it over with, an you orgy know what I mean? <laughs> well maybe maybe it's, um, that's, that's not what i'm hoping happens but i wonder if it will happen it somewhere may. down the line and the thing is in infinite possibilities it will happen jordan will get his orgy planet he'll get it one day we'll get there guys <laughs> Uh, I have, I have. I feel um, like fucking the robot from Futurama. What's a bender. It called? No, the uh, hedonism bot. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> there were bodies everywhere, and then I remember the building collapsing. <laughs> I love him. He's one of my favorite characters, oh. isn't that? Uh, I have one other like piece of thing I wanted to bring up, really. Um, okay. I, I've got to talk about a guy called James Gates, who is, he's a professor and the director of the Center for String and Particle Theory. 
And he has made a pretty insane discovery, Jordan, which I think you particularly will find interesting with your love of computers. Oh, this man has spent his entire life working with physics and supersymmetry. He's digging his way down through the universe, right to the bottom, right to the bedrock. Uh, he's taking his data shovel through the granular universe dirt and found something. Okay. <laughs> why, why are the things we're talking about today just like Minecraft? I don't know. It seems to be. Well, I suppose that's a simulation of, you know, physics. Yeah. Uh, he has come to a conclusion, 100% certain, positive, that we might be living in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I actually don't want to play this down um, like I just did because it's actually crucial evidence that is like particularly really okay he's found in his mathematical imaging when plotting out the equations for string theory so you know when you have your big board full of all your fucking giant equations eventually you plot that out on a graph and it, it yeah. you know it makes points and you can line it up it makes images he's found in his imaging which is called multi-dimensional adinkras which if you've seen a, a tesseract have you seen a tesseract when it's mapped out like a four-dimensional yeah. shape in two dimensions so you can like and you point them out and have all the the angles and everything yeah so these are related to string theory now the crazy part is when plotting out these images they contain computer code that you find in web browsers i fucking shit you okay. not Okay, you can actually find him doing talks on this with Neil deGrasse Tyson on stage in front of loads of physicists talking about this. These codes right. are used to correct errors and they are literal bits. They are strings of ones and zeros that say there's a point here, there's not a point here, there's a point here, point here. So it goes zero, one, 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 zero, one, 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 zero, 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 one, 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 and, and on and on and on using those. This code was... He said this code was created in 1940s, but I presume more appropriately it was discovered if it was already existing in the universe in particles uh, by a computer scientist by the name of Claude Hamming. This method that he invented or discovered is used to create blocks of linear self-correcting code which allows two computers that are communicating to do so efficiently while taking into account bits that might flip from a one to a zero or vice versa during communications. And Jesus he has Christ. found that in particle physics. When, did he, uh, when did he, I don't have an actual date. It was in the 2000s, I think, but he's been doing this for, he's an older guy. Like he's an older physicist. He's in his like, I think he's in his sixties now, but he's been doing this for like his whole life. How fucking mad is it? And I'll I'll put links to this in the description. There's videos about it of him literally talking and showing the diagrams and showing the graphs and everything, and you can read through it. That is fucking it's unreal. Crazy. Because why would you can't even say why that would be there? No, you really can't. I have it's no literally self-correcting code. So is that the universe? just happened to be like, that's how maths work because it's in the universe that it's being computated in. Or is that coded into the foundations of the universe? Like the foundational laws, like the speed of light, that the universe will correct itself with its own code. I have literally no idea. 
Jordan is like Brilliant for listeners who aren't watching, he is like, yeah, he he was shutting down like windows. <laughs> da, 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 da. He's like just logging <laughs> off. Jordan yeah, left no, the it's chat. It's more like the duh, duh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that was the the part of the episode. Like when I when I read that, I was like, oh right, shit. Okay, this is actually quite legit. This is some real science. This is some real science. That's oh, weird science, isn't it? It's weird. What a good song. Uh, so I, I don't know if I've ever heard that song. You never heard? Weird, have you seen the film? Weird, no, you haven't. Have you? You've not seen the film. Weird science. <laughs> Don't fucking right, Haz. Take I know, a that's step. What I, I stopped Remember myself. You yeah, that I stopped myself too. before I even like fully asked the question. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I, I found well. that infinitely fascinating that that kind of thing would exist, and even Neil deGrasse Tyson was like you then. I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? He, 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 <laughs> yeah. I love that. Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's like probably one of the smartest yep. people in the world, <laughs> just like. <laughs> what? Uh, I did read a comment by, let's see, in 2002 review of the NKS, the Nobel laureate of elementary particles, Steven Weinberg, wrote about the physicist called Wolfram in reference to this being like digital computer programs in the universe. Uh, he said, so this is kind of like debunking it, I suppose. He said, Wolfram himself is a lapsed elementary particle physicist, and I suppose he can't resist trying to apply his experience with digital computer programs to the laws of nature. This has led him to the view, also considered in a 1981 paper by Richard Feynman, which is another famous physicist a lot of people might know, that nature is discrete rather Did you than- say Weinman and Feynman? Uh, Weinberg is the other one. Oh, Weinberg. Yeah, this sorry. one's Feynman. Um, nature is discrete rather than continuous. He suggests that space consists of isolated points like cells in a cellular automaton, and that even time flows in discrete steps. Following an idea that Edward Fredkin, he concludes that the universe itself would then be the automaton. So like I was saying earlier, that the universe is the thing comprehending itself. And we're part of it and it's part of the whole Yeah, like a giant computer. It's possible, but I can't see any motivation for these speculations, except that is the sort of system that Wolfram and others have become used to in their work on computers. So might a carpenter looking at the moon suppose that it is made of wood? So with that, do you, do you get that last line that sort of- Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, because they're computer scientists, they see the universe as a big computer computating things. Yeah. And that's what I was saying before about the reason we're seeing these kind of uh, drawing these parallels is because that's what we do. Yeah, we make patterns. And that's what scientists do. Like, they're looking at it through a specific lens. Yeah, yeah. But maybe they're right, and it needed that lens and that perspective to make it work. Yeah, because that's the only way we can comprehend it. Which is an interesting way to think about it, but it's so hard to get outside of the human brain. If that's yeah. what we are, whether we're in a jar or whether we're in a body, you can't really get outside of your own mind to think outside of the jar, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, there's only- Let me out of the jar. It's like, dink, 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 <laughs> hitting yeah. against the edge of it. You can't really go outside of it and get out of the matrix. You think about it like that. I I, <laughs> I read a funny thought on, um, on Reddit as well. This is from a year ago from JDAD. It starts with, I just ate a bunch of my own poop. 
Elon Musk said that the chances of living in a simulation are like 80% ballpark. Since this pretty much means that we live in a simulation and nothing matters, I just ate a bunch of my own shit. It splattered all over my apartment, hands and body, and I threw up some on the hardwood floor and then I ate it back up. And I think he was kind of making a point that if it is all a simulation, does it even matter? Or should you even think about it that it's a simulation? No, I, it, it leads you down one of two paths, doesn't it? Is that because we're in a simulation, everything you do is either predetermined. Well, everything you do is predetermined Possibly. by environmental factors. Yeah. Or we're not and carry the fuck yeah. on. If you want to eat shit all day, you eat shit yeah. all day. Just stay away from me. Yeah, just don't breathe on me afterwards. <laughs> yeah, just don't be near me. Don't be anywhere near me. Anywhere near me, no. So do you want to like, do you want to leave the listeners off on your final thought and then I'll do my final thought? Yeah, I don't really care, I guess, whether we're in a simulation or not. Okay. If someone had an envelope in front of me and said, this gives us the answer to whether there's a God, whether the it's just random happenstance or whether it's a simulation, I'd probably leave it. Really? You wouldn't even open it? I don't think so, because nothing good will come of it. The, the ignorance of it is that I'm kind of happy in my life. At, like I'm I'm okay with who I am and what's going on in terms of not certain things, but hey, like you said last week, you've you've got a library now. Jordan's learning to read. He's doing all right. I am. I can read. <laughs> you can tell how much more intelligent yeah, I sound. No. no, it's I don't think it'd make a difference. No, I don't. I don't think any of that knowledge would help or hinder humanity. No, and the way you've just like mentioned it there is a quantum entanglement in itself. You've just described Schrodinger's envelope, like Schrodinger's cat in the box. So really, yeah. we're in a simulation and not in a simulation because we'll never really know. And in in you know in our lives, like my my ending thought for the end of this episode is, in the lives that we live, everything we touch, everything we experience, are all computed by our brains anyway, and they're rendered in a way for us to understand as an approximation of the things that are around us. Whether it's seeing colours, whether it's tasting amazing food or hearing music that captures us, it's what our mind perceives. And whether our universe is real or not, everything is simulated to us. Everything is real to us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a perfect place so, to end that off. Be nice to each other, you bunch of fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> be nice to NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And uh, meet more. Yes. Jordan, where can they find you on the socials? You can find me at the Mr. Joncourt on Twitter or I think just like at Mr. Joncourt everywhere else. I yes. can't remember. It's been a while since I've done this. How about I know, you? Yeah, it feels weird. You can find me at Haswild everywhere. You can find the show at Grief Burrito everywhere. And if you want to leave us a review, it really helps the show grow. And if you want to join yeah. the Discord, the Patreon, there's stuff going on. We're all over the place. And yeah. we've got some new things that we're hopefully going to get running. Now we're back. Jordan's back in the realm, yeah. in the simulation. He now exists now that I see him. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't exist before. It no. was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Or not. Who knows? He, he, he was behind me. Uh, he wasn't being yeah. rendered properly. He was T-posing, floating around. It's chaos. It's absolute chaos. Yeah. If you, if you want to get in touch with us as well, feel free. We love hearing from you all. We do. We do. I might set up a one of those little Google phone lines so people can leave us voice messages. 
Yeah, sure. And as long you... as it's not all abuse. I can deal with a little bit of abuse, but not all of Little it. abuse. Little bits of abuse. Yeah. What if we get some like binary code coming in and we're like, oh God. Like Don't run it. Don't run it. Don't run it. It might infect the computer. Exactly. It might <laughs> yeah, if we get sent some blood or plasma. Like just don't don't yeah. run it. Don't connect it to a computer with this really specific stuff. It's just sticking to my USB port. <laughs> it's <laughs> upside oh, down. It's upside down. <laughs> I put the blood in the wrong way twice. <laughs> right, let's go. All right. Let's do this. Let's we'll see you next week when we will be back. Bye. Bye. Bye.